Yeah, no. No, he's terrible. He's terrible. I usually hate him. He's made some really bad stuff, but... I don't know. Colin Farrell's kind of turning around. Have you seen The Lobster? It's really good. It's really good. And Bruges, I think, is the one that really turned it around for me. It's just, it's just so good, and his performance is key to that whole thing. It's really great. And then Killing of a Sacred Deer? I mean, uh, I, he's made some terrible movies in the past. I mean, Miami Vice and Total Recall and SWAT, Alexander, Phone Booth, Daredevil. I, I mean, this guy has just, like, one of the worst, like, movie records ever for me and he just seemed like a real bag but he's he's just i'm 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 totally turned around him i i look forward to when i see him and stuff what oh the show's starting hey guys it's super movie ball yay anyway he's so good you should really check it out it's, it's really good no i really like it Hello, and welcome to another episode of Super Movie Ball. This is Mac. What's going on, my guys, gals, and goonies? Or gals, guys, and goonies? Or goonies, gals, and guys? I don't know. Does that work? I think that works. And puppy dogs, and kitty cats, and raccoons. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just rambling at this point. Not sure how to open this up. It's just me here, but I hope, first off, you're having a great summer. Secondly, I hope you're having a good week. My week started out a little bit crazy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I really wouldn't. Also, since the summer is winding down, so is our bi-monthly summer release schedule. That's right, we're on a summer release schedule. If you follow us on Twitter, you would know that. Yeah, but you don't, do you? Or maybe you do. I don't know. You don't. Yeah, you. You really should. It's a good time. Interact with us, please. I beg you. I, I need some contact. Uh, my doctor says I, I need some sort of uh, human contact. I don't think so. I think I'm perfectly fine, but uh, he, he seems to think that I need human contact. But that's neither here nor there. But what I will say is moving forward, when we start to make some changes, which they are coming for our season two, which starts in November. Are you excited? Big changes are coming. Big, big changes. When season two starts, I'm going to be doing announcements that will hit the podcast feed. So you're going to see announcement come up in your podcast feed uh, sometimes when there's, you know, should be an episode. It won't replace an episode, but it'll be in between episodes. You'll get an announcement so you know what's going on. Because I think it confused some people like, hey, it was weekly. Now it seems to be bi-weekly or bi-monthly. What's going on? every other week life is crazy everybody's really busy so i had to do it every two weeks but we're going to be getting back to weekly pretty soon we're shaking some things up and we did some big changes so that's why that was going on just to catch you up but this week we're actually doing something a lot different which is why i'm talking by myself on super movie ball we're actually doing a list that's right we're doing a top five list i know how much you love top five lists internet peeps i know how much you love them who doesn't love a good list I love a good list. Oh, shut up. You know you like them. Don't be contrary. You know you love a good list. Anyway, I have to tell you the story so you know where I'm coming from. The other day I was in the shower. That's right. Now you have to picture me naked. Enjoy the view. Like what you see? 
Anyway, so while in the shower, where I do my best thinking, I thought about all the actors I can't stand and thought it would be a good discussion for the show. But on our show, we try to keep it positive. But I still wanted to talk about these actors I hate. I mean, I hate them. So I said to myself, self, one, we need more conditioner. We're just about out. And two, why don't we talk about actors we hate, but we love them in certain roles? There we go. You know, nice little positive spin. But wait, there's more. I thought, what if I got my podcast and pals to do their own lists? That's right. I got them joining in on this. What's better? There is nothing like sharing a good time hating on people with your friends. Now, you know you like that. You may not like lists, but I know you like that. But before we get into it, I'm going to have Spew, he's home from boarding school, welcome back Spew, to save us from these nasty, nasty spoilers. Do what you do best, buddy. Warning, warning, spoiler, dealer, I am spoiler protection edict widget, or Spew for short. You have been warned about the delicious spoilers coming your way from Basque and spoiler country you have cluelessly wandered into. Baby, 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 baby. Thanks, Spew. You're the best, man. I love you. Always have. So this is top five actors you hate but love in certain roles. You can hate them for their terrible acting skills or horrible behavior. Doesn't matter. So we pick from movies, television, etc. Making this list was hard for me. I can't stand a lot of popular actors. You may not know that because we don't cover a lot of current movies. We cover a lot of cult and unknown movies with a lot of actors from decades ago. But a lot of popular actors I just don't care for. Not all of them, but you know, there's a lot of them out there. The reason why is that in a lot of movies, they're the main focus for, you know, they're marketable and that's usually why. But lots of times for me, they ruin the film with their acting or lack thereof. So there's a lot of movies I end up not liking because I feel like it would have been better with a different actor. Sometimes if they're in a movie I do like, it's n they're not the reason why I like that movie. So there's a lot of movies and and things I had to disqualify because it's like, well, I, I, you know, I like, I don't like this actor, but I do like this movie, but they're not the reason why this movie's great or whatever. Um, and they, their performance didn't turn me around or I, I don't like this actor, but I can't, I can't think of a movie I do like them in. So there was a lot of things that like I had to go through because there's, the, the list was con pretty considerable and we'll get to that. But for me, that's what I had to basically go through to make this list. And it was kind of fun to go through and do it and, and basically have a, a positive spin on it. When I was sending this list to my friends, uh, I basically gave them sort of stipulations. So basically, again, it's top five actors we can't, people can't stand. And they had to come up with a reason they hate them. They're either a terrible person or a terrible actor, you know. And when I say actor, obviously I'm being male and female. Or just, just, they just creep you out. You can't really put your finger on it. But for whatever reason, there's just something about this person that you, you, you just can't stand for whatever reason. And for me, there's plenty of those. You know, I told them to keep it pretty short because there's actually a number of people that are doing this which is pretty cool let them do their honorable mentions people who didn't make the list so some of them people have them some people don't uh, but basically just go into a little bit of detail of why they can't stand them and then basically they're gonna say why they enjoyed them some people did it in no particular order some people are doing it from least hate to most hate everybody kind of did it in their own style which is really great and i can't wait for you guys to hear them there was nothing <laughs> there was no limits on this so i think there's some children child actors on this list too so i think it's both adult and child actors and then if they're more obscure if you don't know them by name if they're not not a household name basically to describe like you know what they've been in or what we might recognize them from i, I can't wait to get into it so 
you know, let's just jump right in. So without further ado, let's get started here. You know him, you love him. He's my buddy. He's my guy. He's my co-host. Peter! That's weird. All of these are pre-recorded. He shouldn't have been able to interject like that. Strange. Hey guys, this is Peter. You might know me from Super Movie Ball fame. Here with my list of actors that I don't like, but liked in a specific role. My list is not in any real order of dislike, just five actors that I don't really care for and will generally avoid movies from them in most cases. Uh, first up is Mel Gibson. Uh, sexist rants aside, I was just never a fan of him. I felt like he was very overrated. Uh, something about him just annoys me just looking at him. I just don't like watching him. I definitely did like him though in two things, the Mad Max movies and the Lethal Weapon movies. Uh, I can't imagine anyone else having played those roles at that time in those movies. Now I will say Tom Hardy did a great job in Fury Road though, I think, so can't discount that one. Christina Hendricks is my second person. Uh, I just don't get her her appeal. She embarrasses me a little bit as a guy that most men seem to drool over her and I just don't get it. And she feels very cheap and trashy and don't really like her. Uh, I did really like her performances in two things though. The show Happen Leonard, she was in the first season and the movie Lost River. I think she played those roles very well and really embodied her characters and I have no complaints about her in those movies or and show. Uh, Tom Cruise is next up on my list. I've just never really liked him. I can't stand to look at him. He just seems very fake uh, and he has a very punchable smile to me. <laughs> uh, I did really like him in Rain Man, though. I thought his chemistry with Dustin Hoffman was perfect for the character he was playing, and I will also give a special mention to his role in Tropic Thunder. Uh, next up is Renee Zellweger. I just can't stand looking at her again. I don't have any real reason for it. Uh, just her acting, very cringy to me also, I guess. I, I She just really pulls me out of scenes and anything that she's in. I just don't like her. I always see her. Uh, I really didn't mind her in Me, Myself, and Irene, though. I thought she was playing an unlikable character a bit in that movie so it just sort of worked and her chemistry with Jim Carrey in that one I think worked pretty well for me at least I, I don't mind her in that one uh, last on my list is Julia Roberts just never really understood her appeal she's always the same person when I see her in a role it's just always Julia Roberts there's no character there so I just don't like her I don't know she's just never somebody I've really cared for. Um, I thought she did a great job in the movie The Mexican with Brad Pitt, though. I think they worked really well together, and her acting in that one just really didn't bother me at all for some reason. So that's the only thing I can really watch her in. Uh, that's my list. Sorry for cheating on a couple of them with multiple roles, but hey, whatever. Check me out over on Super Movie Ball or on my personal Twitter account, Peter's Movie Nights. Thanks, guys. Our first guest has never been on the show before, but he's the only man who's more of a curmudgeon than me. And he also has better hair. This doesn't seem fair. Jason, from the podcast Cinema Slop. Take it away, you grouchy maverick. Many of you know my partner in Slop, John, from his appearance on Super Movie Bob. For those of you that cross-contaminate podcasts, you know me as Jason. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, hello, I'm Jason from the podcast Cinema Slop. Come on over. The bacon's hot and sizzling. When my lost but not forgotten friend, Mac, asked me to list five actors whom I hate, but kind of liking something, I asked a lot of questions. And after a fairly lengthy chat conversation and swearing to abide by his rules, I agreed. So without swearing, religion, or personal politics, here are five actors I hate but liked in something, in no particular order. Number one, Macaulay Culkin. Now I can't speak for past Jason's feelings on this actor. He was an idiot and didn't know anything. 
but present and future Jason dislike this potentially murderous tween. Just the idea that this child could set up the most ridiculous of Rube Goldberg machines and expect them to work without any thorough testing is absurd. The mere notion that these booby traps didn't flat out murder Joe Pesci or Daniel Stern is just crazy. But as Macaulay Culkin aged, so did his acting. Best noted in the 2004 cult Christian hit, Saved. Or would that be Christian cult hit? Eh, who knows. His portrayal of Roland, a wheelchair-bound sarcasm machine, is spectacular. Well, I kind of broke one rule already. Sorry, Mac. On to the next actor. Number two, Chris Pratt Van Pinesworth. Now, I understand that these are four individual actors, but are they really? Well, yes, they are. But the roles they're cast in aren't. So some would say, don't hate the player, hate the game, right? Well, I say wrong. The rules to the game change all the time. Just ask the NFLPA, and this should be no different. The Pratt Van Pinesworth has the corner on the Chris market. They are the superhero Chris Fecta. They don't need to adhere to this overly masculine, slightly comedic hero du jour that you always see them playing. But that being said, I am a fan of Mr. Pratt Van Pinesworth's, and I like most of their films and TV roles. You know, I'm sure they're all fine humans, but they're cast into a system that needs some slight updating. I'm just saying, if the Chris contingent were named Christina, one out of four of them would have shown their breasts in a film by now. Hashtag phallus your film, hashtag wang your horror. Now, I know what you're thinking, and yes, I have more. Time to break some more rules. Number three, Amelia Clark. Now, this is no fault of Miss Clark herself. I even battled myself to place her on this list, but given her fame and popularity in Game of Thrones, her roles in other film and TV have come off stiff and unrecognizable. To see this in action looked no further than Terminator Genesis. Failures of the movie aside, her version of Sarah Connor was terrible. But, you know, I guess that happens when you play a role for eight years so well. Though, well, you know, I expect some better acting come 2020. If you haven't left yet and want more reason to dislike my human, my next person will likely set you over the edge. Number four, Quentin Tarantino. Let me start with what I like. True Romance, Reservoir Dogs, From Dust Till Dawn, that's it. End of list. Everything else is pretty much just a bland copy of a copy. Quentin Tarantino is the Xerox machine of genre film. I know some of you would say, but head. Xerox created the first computer mouse. That would make Quentin Tarantino an innovator. To that I would say, fair point. He's more like Logitech, a company that makes nothing original and still makes a ton of money. And because nobody asked for it, number five, Steve Carell. I pretty much like this actor and everything he's done, but his mastery of uncomfortable humor makes me, well, uncomfortable. And I just don't like that. So five actors later, some may say eight, that's my list. Mac, I understand if you need to suspend our friendship to reassess. It's cool. I have rather bold opinions and an even harder time following the rules, but you already knew that. So again, I'm Jason from CinemaSlop, and if my crap opinions didn't scare you off or you just want to listen to us out of spite, you can find our swear-laden, spoiler-filled, pork product of a podcast, CinemaSlop, on all major podcast providers and social media under the name CinemaSlop. And if none of that floats your boat, you can simply go to CinemaSlop.com. Thanks. Back to you, Mac. All right. Our next guest, you know from our Cherry 2000 episode and our Ready Player One episode. And if talking and interrupting people were an Olympic sport, this guy would beat the crap out of Michael Phelps' gold medal record. Jake from the Lost and Found podcast. Take it away, Jake. Uh...
What's that? He's got the flu. He's puking to death. Huh. My money would have been on he pooped himself to death, but, uh... Oh, he's still alive. But he can't do this. Alright, well... Sorry about that, there's no... No Jake. Next up on our guest list is the other pork-infused half of the podcast Cinema Slop, John. John was on our On Her Majesty's Secret Service episode. He's also the winner of the 2016 Bald Knob County's Biggest Cheese Bucket. The 2012 International Podcast or Casties Award winner for Most Improved Odor and Fashionista of the Year 2021 through 2022. Not really sure how that's possible, but oh, the fashion world moves faster than the regular world, so okay, I guess that makes sense. Here's John. Hey everybody, it's John from Cinema Slop, and I'm here to do my top five actors that I hate. Max said to keep it positive, so naturally hate is in the title of what we're doing. I'm totally down for this I had a hard time just on the spot coming up with a list of five people to hate, um, mostly because I'm super forgetful and old. So what I actually did was thought about the types of things that make me hate actors. So I'm going to categorize my hate with sort of a uh, particular flavor for each one. Starting off number one, it's going to be actors who need to keep their poorly informed ideas in their head until they finish baking. And this is super easy, especially with today's news. Top two contenders for this are Jenny McCarthy and Gwyneth Paltrow. Jenny is a well-known anti-vaccine person, and that just kind of speaks for itself. And number two in this category is Gwyneth Paltrow, who likes to tell women to stick porous rocks inside their vaginas, claiming that it somehow helps. Uh, I don't know with what or why, but what I can tell you is that porous rock will absorb bacteria and basically cause festering to occur. Long story short, it's not just me that thinks she's totally out of the medical mainstream by advertising this practice. Today, this morning, her brand Goop got hit with a $145,000 civil penalty for promoting these eggs, uh, citing unsubstantiated claims. Check it out. It's on CNN. So what do I like Gwyneth Paltrow and Jenny McCarthy in? And that's easy. That's basketball for Jenny, and that is Iron Man for Gwyneth. They're both actually not terrible for what they do. Jenny's a pretty good comedic actress, and Gwyneth is a pretty good serious actress, but they just happen to have really, really bad ideas that make it hard for me to take anything they do seriously. Moving on, the category for this one is the punchable type, uh, and this is a double header. also. You've got Ryan Reynolds and Mark Wahlberg. Ryan Reynolds, I feel kind of bad for adding to the list, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the actual honor to Mark Wahlberg. But Ryan Reynolds, I want to punch mostly because he reminds me of Dane Cook, and that's really not his fault, and I should probably send him a Starbucks gift card just to make it up to him for all the revenue he's lost over the years for me not going to his movies. But it's one of those things, I just can't get the urge to punch him out of my head while watching his movies. Mark Wahlberg, very much the same thing. Conveniently, they are in the same movie that I really like, and that is Ted. Mark's bag persona and aggravating swagger and his tendency to play himself in all of his movies actually plays really well in Ted. It's not much else to say about it other than uh, Seth MacFarlane as a vulgar teddy bear probably doesn't hurt either. That takes us all the way up to number four, so I have to pick one final one, the person that I probably hate the most out of the list, and that's Adam Sandler. And the category for Adam Sandler is actors that are just slackers. They're lazy, they're obnoxious because they're lazy, 
And they basically do the same thing. In Adam's case, he's kind of the king of the category in that he won't even change out of his sweatpants to shoot a movie most of the time. This weekend, I went to a outdoor screening of The Wedding Singer. I don't know what to say. I actually really liked it. Adam knocked it out of the park. He gave a good performance. The movie was all around pretty clever while still being what you would consider a romantic comedy and a crowd pleaser. Not to mention it has the immortal line, yeah, Billy Idol gets it. Why doesn't she? Honorable mentions, I'm going to throw out to uh, the category of people that need to stay behind the camera. That goes out to Stephen King and M. Night Shyamalan. Keep to your work. Don't get in front of the camera. And then... I'm going to throw out uh, athletes because Ronda Rousey is probably the worst thing I've ever seen on screen. But I'm not going to say things I liked Ronda in because I don't think she has one yet. Uh, Stephen King, I'm going to go with uh, Creepshow because it's an all-time classic. And M. Night Shyamalan, sorry, you get nothing. Yeah, that's it. That's what I got for you. My bucket of hate floweth over. So yeah, I'm John from CinemaSlop. Check us out. We're a podcast dedicated to playing the Kevin Bacon game, but in reverse as we move away from the bacon. And you can find us in all the usual places, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, whatever, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff, all under CinemaSlop. And you can always check us out on CinemaSlop.com directly. Uh, Back to you, Mac. Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Our final guest is from the Grand Moff Talking Podcast. And, well, I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, I'm Riley Bowman from the Star Wars Podcast, Grand Moff Talking, and three-time guest of Super Movie Ball. You may know me from my cool denim jacket I wore during those episodes. You know, it was hard for me to think of five actors that I hate. In fact, I'm not sure I hate any of these, except for number one. Um, but these are certainly actors that I don't appreciate as much as most people. Let's just say that. So let's dive right in. Number five, David Koechner. You may not know the name, but I guarantee that you know the guy. He plays Champ Kind in the Anchorman films. He also plays Champ Kind in Get Smart. After that, I think he played Champ Kind in several episodes of The Office. I checked his IMDb credits, and he's played Champ Kind from Anchorman a grand total of 176 times. It's amazing. As you may have guessed, I'm not into his particular style, as he always seems to play the supposedly lovable dirtbag, though I rarely find anything lovable about him. However, there was a time that I had never seen David Koechner in anything, a time when I watched Comedy Central every single day after school, and I got to see a movie they seemingly played every single day after school. It's called Out Cold. It's a goofy little comedy, ostensibly about snowboarding from 2001, that I refuse to vouch for as an adult, because it's been a while since I've seen it, but as a teen, I thought it was hilarious. It has many performances better than Koechner, notably Zach Galifianakis early in his movie career. However, it was my first encounter with Koechner's brand, and it works very well the first time you see it. He has a pretty small role, as he does in most of his movies. Um, He's playing a guy named Stumpy. He's crazy, delusional, pretty funny. It's a rare role where he's not evil or a dirtbag or being intentionally mean to people. He's just a crazy guy with this really rad mustache who chimes in with insane, sometimes hilarious ramblings. It's my favorite role he's ever played. Number four, Terrence Howard. That guy who used to be roadie in the Marvel Universe. He either wanted more money or was too difficult to work with or something. And after Iron Man 1, 
he was replaced by Don Cheadle, the best decision the MCU has made in a long history of great decisions. Aside from the minor role in one Marvel movie, he's been in just millions of things. You've heard of Terrence Howard. Um, currently, I think he's in the show Empire. He almost didn't make the list um, because it's really hard for me to find something that I actually like him in. That is until about two weeks ago. I've been watching um, Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. Quite a lot to say. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime, and it's excellent. It's a sci-fi anthology series. Yes, I know, there's a million of them. Um, but it's not as bleak as something like Black Mirror. And it has a, a super high production value with stories that are based on the works of Philip K. Dick. So they're all pretty solid stories. They also managed to get A-list stars for most episodes, which is a nice change of pace for something like that. I suppose Howard counts as one of those A-listers. He's in an episode called Real Life. He stars with Anna Paquin in a story that involves VR and dreams. And I don't want to say much more than that, but he turns out a, a great performance. And for once, I got to watch Terrence Howard without just wishing he was Don Cheadle. Number three. Okay, everybody get your fire extinguishers out because we have a couple hot takes coming in with number three and number two. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't like Meryl Streep. I recognize she's a great actor. I just don't like her. She no doubt deserves every award she's gotten. I'm not going to argue that. I just don't like her. Not even sure why. But she never enthralls me in a role like she does with most everybody. I don't think I need to mention the things that she's been in. You know, just in case you haven't heard of one of the most famous women in Hollywood history. But she's been nominated for an Oscar 21 times. 21. So I realize I'm in the wrong here, but I just can't get over it. She always just seems so serious in her roles and the discussion around her. She's so distinguished. And for some reason, it doesn't appeal to me. And then I saw Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia is an intensely silly 2008 movie based on a 1999 musical that's loosely based on a 1975 song by the band ABBA. In it, you have a daughter who tries to reconnect with her father, while her mother, Meryl Streep, kind of bumbles around singing 1970s disco tunes and, and overacting in a way that is just delightful. Don't go into this expecting much depth. It's just a goofy movie with a fairly predictable plot. But for the first time, I found myself enjoying Meryl Streep. She's got a nice singing voice, she's acting silly, and it's a pretty enjoyable way to spend a couple hours. Okay, number two. I hate method acting. I think acting in itself is an incredible skill. It takes a lot of time and empathy to be able to portray emotions that you've maybe never even experienced. There are those with whom it is so effortless to be able to inhabit these characters. And then there's Daniel Day-Lewis. I hate method acting. I don't think I've ever seen a role he's played and thought, yeah, that was worth him sacrificing two years of his life learning a profession, nearly dying from sickness because you won't put on a dang coat when it's freezing out because your character wouldn't have had one in 1846. He seems pretentious, kind of ridiculous, and I think he gets all the credit for his performances because his style of acting is so revered in those acting circles. I recently watched a uh, special feature on a Blu-ray where the director was talking about Oscar Isaac and how effortless it is for him to slip in and out of character, how he can be talking about whatever, one minute and the next they call action he's fully engaged in the scene and he plays it perfectly it's an impressive skill that he's developed and he can turn it on and off what does this have to do with daniel day lewis i don't know method acting just annoys me and he seems like a real pain to be around but now i have to talk about a role i like um 
he was good in Lincoln, I guess. Though I I really wanted to see Liam Neeson's version of Lincoln. Even if it turned out to not be very good, I just kind of wish that had happened instead. Number one, the only way I could dislike method acting even more is if the actor himself is also a huge dirtbag. Enter Jared Leto. You know him from his iconic role as really dumb Joker, or guy who gets his face trashed in Fight Club, or maybe even his band 30 Seconds to Mars. He pulls the same stunt as Daniel Day-Lewis, needing to totally inhabit a character to be able to perform as them. However, unlike Daniel Day-Lewis, Leto is a dillweed about it. Stories from the set of Suicide Squad include him sending a dead pig, a live rat, and far more unmentionable things to his fellow castmates to, quote, foster a menacing dynamic during production and communicate his character's failure to respect boundaries, end quote. If you have to send a live rat in a box to Will Smith to be able to perform your job adequately, it's time for you to find a new profession. I'd say go back to music, but on second thought, don't do that either. To me, 30 Seconds to Mars is the uh, audio equivalent of sending someone a dead pig in a CD case. All this said, Possibly my favorite movie of 2017 was Blade Runner 2049, a 35-year sequel to another favorite movie of mine. While Ryan Gosling and, and Sylvia hoax, I think I'm saying that the right way, while those two steal the show, I was thoroughly surprised with how great Jared Leto was. He was so good, I actually forgot it was him through most of the movie. Usually, if he's in something I can't see beyond my burning hatred, but he plays the villain so well that I was in from the start. He still had to do some of his method acting for this one. His character is blind, so he did all of his scenes with contacts in that, that blinded him, but that's a pretty harmless thing that I could see lots of actors doing. And thankfully, his character of Neander Wallace isn't as unhinged as his version of the Joker, and so that didn't demand him sending any animals dead or alive to his castmates. I don't see myself changing my overall opinion of Leto anytime in the near future, but his performance in Blade Runner 2049 helped me see less of the madness in the method and come away pleasantly surprised that my least favorite actor did something I truly love. Okay, that's it. This was fun to think about. Despite my weird personal feelings, this is really a, a great group of actors who've done an insane amount of good acting, even if it doesn't always resonate with me. I enjoyed focusing on those times that they did resonate. So if you feel like hearing me talk about things three quarters less than I have today, consider listening to Grand Moff Talkin'. We're technically about Star Wars, but we don't always stay on subject. So if you think you'd enjoy listening to four friends mostly talk about Star Wars and whatever, give us a listen. Bye. All right, now it's time for the grand finale, baby. I'm just going to warn you. 
There's some seriously white hot takes on this. I mean seriously white hot. Smoldering white hot takes. Smelting. 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 Anyone of my friends can tell you that I don't like a lot of actors in Hollywood. Anyone, just ask. Just ask. I go on and on about it. Just ask. Okay, here we go. Are you ready for the list? I know you're excited. Number five. Charlize Theron. She just seems like a real scumbag to me. Just like sleazy and gross. She's just like, like, I don't know, man. I just get that feeling looking at her like she's the type of chick to just. <sighs> she's a fine actor. Never really blows me away with her performances. She's mostly just there. And for me, she could be swapped out with any other female actor. Doesn't really leave an impact for me. The movie I like her in is Mad Max Fury Road from 2015. Mad Max Fury Road is really good. And she's really good in it. She shines in it. She's aggressive without being over the top. She gives an emotionally charged performance. She has good chemistry with all the other actors, especially Tom Hardy. It just made me re-examine my dislike for her. Okay, number four, Jamie Foxx. He seems real full of himself, always acting. One note, as an actor and not very funny, at least not for me. For some reason, he thinks he's God's gift to mankind. He's always on. He never seems to be real or genuine in his interviews or with his acting. He mostly just shows up to the set and plays himself, or different variations of that. I never thought he was funny on In Living Color, and he's just in a truckload of awful movies, which he's just terrible in. The movie I like him in is Ray from 2004. Yeah, I know. It's an obvious choice, but there it is. As much as I just dogged him, he nails that role. I think it's his comedic background of imitation, but he is Ray Charles. When I'm watching it, I forget it's Jamie Foxx. He has a nice singing voice and he does a great job with the songs. I really believe that his character is blind. It's a powerful performance and I wish he could tap into that more often. Okay, so this is where I start to get a little esoteric with my film choices. And I'm entering burning hatred for these people, not a passing dislike. Number three, Julia Roberts. I cannot stand her ain't I sweet attitude. Like she's some bewitching goddess. She's mostly a fine actress, but I just want to throw a glass of water in her face every time she speaks. Just every time she opens her mouth. just Her personality is grating to me. Whenever she shows up, she is totally distracting. A lot of movies she's framed as too cute by half, and it's just super annoying. The movie I like her in is The Mexican from 2001. She's genuinely charming. I feel for her character in that, and I care about her. She feels like a real person with real quirks and foibles. She has great chemistry with James Gandolfini and Brad Pitt. It's really, really perfect. She's a big part of what makes that movie work. Number two, Katherine Keener. You might not recognize the name, but she's the teacup mom from Get Out. She's also the girlfriend from 40-Year-Old Virgin, and she's also the whatever from Being John Malkovich. She just seems like a real witch. Just condescending and unpleasant. She has a flippant and elitist attitude, but also has like a cheap overall look and vulgar mouth. It's like, how can one person be waspy and trashy at the same time? It's weird. Her persona is just about everything I don't like in a person. 
she always seems to play horrible people a little too well. And that leads me to believe that she's not acting, just being herself. It's pretty easy to act when you're just playing a heightened version of yourself. Of all the people that seems I would hate if I met in real life, she's at the top, even before my number one. I can't tell you how angry she makes me just seeing her face. But the movie I like her in is 2002's Death to Smoochie. She is likable. It's simple, but I like her in that role. Her character is not contemptible. I enjoy her performance. I can't believe I'm saying this, but she's genuinely charming. Actually charming in that role. It doesn't sound like much, but when a person makes you grit your teeth so much it hurts, just not being mad is enough. She has great chemistry with Edward Norton, and they really work great with each other throughout the film. Her character goes from showbiz-type cynic, not completely unlikable, but then slowly turns into a sincere professional by believing in Sheldon, who's the main character. It's a nice arc for her character, and it's carried well by Catherine. She does a great job. I don't know why I'm talking like I know her personally. By the way, that's a great movie. It's underrated with great performances. We may have to talk about it at a later date, but she does a great job. Before we get to number one, there's a few dishonorable mentions left on the list. Here we go. In no particular order. Kevin Spacey. Matt Damon. Richard Gere. Michael Madsen. Justin Thoreau. Robert Redford. Laura Dern. Jennifer Lawrence. Marion Cotillard. Carrie Mulligan. Kristen Stewart. Vera Farmiga. Eva Green. Kate Mara. Penelope Cruz. Zoe Saldana. Thandie Newton. Katie Holmes. They're mostly on that list because I couldn't find any films that I absolutely loved with them to talk about, and partly because they had bit roles that didn't really elevate the film if it was good. And my number one pick is none other than Robert De Niro. I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this. If you need a no-nonsense, bossy, East Coast, Italian-American who seems like a psychopath, Robert De Niro is your guy. He is the same in every role. He has a very limited range. He's miscast a lot to the detriment of a lot of films. He's overrated as all get out. A lot of time, it's the performances of other people or the direction or the screenplay that makes him look good. His output of good films or even good performances, for that matter, is not equal to the constant praise or the title that he gets as one of the best actors of all time. Don't believe me? Let's look at his most famous and well-known rules. Let's start with Mean Streets. He is not what is great with that movie. There's a lot of good performances, mostly Harvey Keitel, but he's not what's good about that movie. The Godfather Part 2. He is also not what is great with that movie. That's mostly Al Pacino. Say what you want, but it's true. Taxi Driver. He is not what's great with that movie. Also, that's not a great movie. I'm sorry, guys. I don't like it. Raging Bull. The movie's okay, but he doesn't elevate the material. Once Upon a Time in America. He does a fine job. It's a 1930s gangster in New York. It's a perfect fit. Brazil. He is definitely not what is great with that movie. He's only in it for a short time, and they could have replaced him with somebody else. It's just kind of weird and distracting when he does show up, to be honest with you. 
The Untouchables. He plays a 1930s gangster in Chicago. It's a nice fit. Midnight Run. He's the straight man in a very good action comedy. He's swappable. Somebody else could have played that. It would have been just fine. We're No Angels. Most people haven't even heard this, but I've seen this movie. He is definitely not what's good about this underrated comedy. The film probably hasn't aged that well, but it's mostly Robbie Coltrane that carries that. Stanley and Iris. Dramatic film, but it's just meh. Meh. Goodfellas. 1950s gangster in New York. Perfect fit. Backdraft. It's fine, I guess. Somebody else could have came in. There's a lot of good actors in that movie. Cape Fear. Serviceable, but again, swappable. I don't... Yeah, it's fine. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. He's terrible. Just absolutely, absolutely terrible. Casino. 1970s gangster from Chicago in Vegas. Not a bad fit. It's a good movie. The Fan. Okay, but it's mostly just forgettable. That's not entirely his fault, but... Yeah. Sleepers. He is not what is right with that movie. Not a great movie, but he's not what's right with it. Copland. Again, a lot of great actors. He is not what is great about that movie. And that is a great movie. Jackie Brown. He's good, but, you know, again, <laughs> it's really good cast. And he doesn't really stand out as anything in that movie. I think it's an, actually an underrated Quentin Tarantino film, but... Wag the Dog. Horrible performance in a hot-for-its-time movie, but hasn't aged well. Analyze this. A gangster in a bland comedy, whatever, he's swabble, whatever, whatever. Meet the parent. Meet the parents. <laughs> Meet the parents. He just feels out of place. I feel like that would have been served better if somebody else was in there. I don't even like that movie anyway. Stardust. We already talked about this on the show. He is absolutely horrid. He's awful. It's he's just he's the worst part of that movie. Again, horribly miscast. I could go on. I could go on. But you get the point. Plus, he hasn't done anything good in years. Also, he seems like a mean-spirited weirdo in real life. I don't know. That's just me. I just get that vibe from him. I left some movies out of this list I just rattled off because either I haven't seen the movies or people have never heard of them. Another reason why I left some movies off is because I do have some runners-up to the movie I like him in, which is The Deer Hunter, but he's outshined by Christopher Walken in that movie. Another one is Awakenings. He gives a very convincing and heartbreaking performance in that. Another one is The King of Comedy. This is probably his best Scorsese performance, hand, hands down. I genuinely like that movie, and I like him in it. But the movie I like him in the best is Ronan from 1998. This is the first movie that I saw where I actually liked Robert De Niro. This movie has a great cast, and De Niro gives them a lot to work with. Jean Reno, Sean Bean, Stellan Skarsgård, Natasha McElhone, Kip Suttoth, and Jonathan Price. Intelligent and thoughtful writing all throughout the film. Spectacular action, that has a healthy dose of realism. There's very tense and dramatic moments, directed by the great John Frankenheimer. For this heist movie, De Niro is smooth and calculating without being smarmy. He is funny without being ha-ha funny, and charming without spreading it on too thick. He doesn't lean into, I'm an Italian street tough, either. It's not really a stretch from his normal roles, 
but it's just far enough that it works. De Niro elevates this material. Without him, I don't know that this movie works. De Niro plays a pretty cool customer, but he's not untouchable. You see what I did there? Oh, shut up, it's my show. I'll be as cheesy as I like. Anyway, he's complicated without being too enigmatic. It's not just a throwaway action movie, but real characters. And De Niro's performance leads the way and makes it a fantastic experience from start to finish. He's likable, downright lovable, and that's weird about a criminal and a crime thriller. He's just so good. I can't say enough nice things about this. He really does a fantastic job. And you should definitely check this movie out. Well, this was a nice little experiment. Me and my friends had a lot of fun putting this together. As always, you can contact us and let us know your top five. You can tweet at us at SuperMovieBall or email us at SuperMovieBall at Gmail. Are we wrong? Are we way off? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. I'd like to send out a big thank you to Peter from Peter's Movie Nights, also from Super Movie Ball, Jason from Cinema Slop, John from Cinema Slop, Riley from Grand Moff Talking. We love those podcasts. You should check them out. I listen to them every week. They're really fantastic. Thanks, guys. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye.